Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you again for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We continue through our examination of the letter of 2 Timothy. Uh, this is the last letter that Paul wound up writing to Timothy. As far as we know, it's the last one we have in Scripture. You know, you're always a little careful with that because people say, well, this is the last thing he wrote before he died, which is probably true, but it's the last one we have in Scripture. We don't know. He might have written other letters to Timothy after this, but the tone of this and then what we've seen, you know, we, we know that this is a passing of the baton type of thing. So we're at the uh, second chapter right now of Second Timothy, and Paul is given uh, directions. He's given instructions. He's given commandments. And so just give heed to what he's saying right here. So first verse, 2 Timothy chapter 2. You, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Uh, folks, that is just an amazing, an amazing statement. You know, it, and unfortunately, too often in our lives, we treat these as nearly throwaway lines. Okay, like, oh, yeah, well, everybody knows that. Everybody knows you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that, et cetera, et cetera. But do we really do it? Notice he says, you, therefore. So in light of everything that we've covered in the first chapter, in light of everything that he'd said in the first chapter, he says, you, therefore. And he throws in that my son again. He considered Timothy to be his son in the faith. Now, we're going to see the same thing in Titus, too. He called Titus his beloved son. And that's the relationship that we are to have with those that we are discipling, those that are we are equipping. And I just want you to watch what happens here, particularly in this next verse. But look what he says. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So he's calling him to be strong. Okay? He's calling him to be strong. But he's calling him to be strong in grace. The word's charis. Okay? In graciousness. In blessing. Okay, and that attitude of uh, thankfulness, of gratitude in Christ Jesus. Too often when we sit there and say be strong in something, we're thinking be strong in the physical sense. Okay, we know that Timothy has some physical problems that, that Paul addresses. Okay, but he's saying be strong in the grace. Don't worry about being strong in the physical. Also, he doesn't say necessarily be strong in the dogma of the faith, okay? Don't be strong in that way. In other words, don't come along and beat people over the head with the truth. We're to know the truth. We must know the truth. We're to know the word. We must know the word. The word sets us free. But we can't sit there and say that we're strong in this because you'll come across as being dogmatic. You'll come across as being unloving. You will repel people. What he's saying is be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And notice the grace is in Christ Jesus. Yes, the grace is in us because Christ dwells in us. Father, Son, and Spirit dwells within us. But the source is Christ Jesus. In other words, I can't be strong in anything of myself. I can't be strong in my own volition. I can't be strong in my own wisdom. I can't be. I can't even be strong in the great outpouring of the Spirit and the empowerment of the Spirit or the blessings that God releases within us. We are to operate in that, but that is not our source and strength. Our source of strength is the Lord Jesus Christ and the grace that is in Him. I just want you to think about that for the balance of the day, okay? That He's calling Him to be strong in the grace. Now, the second verse, verse 2, the things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Okay, that is a serious thing right there. 
Paul's telling him, you know, these things that you've heard me say, and not just the things that we've carried on a private conversation, that's fine, because I know there were many of those type of things, okay? But he's saying the things that you've heard in the presence of many witnesses, the idea being not only have I told you that these things are true, okay, that these things are true, but because they were said in front of witnesses, and the witnesses confirmed them either by uh, not saying anything, you know, silence, or saying, yes, that's true. These things, you have not only my testimony, but the testimony of the other witnesses. These things, I want you to do something with them. I want you to entrust these to faithful men. Because these things are to be entrusted. You know, throughout both these letters with uh, uh, Timothy, Paul tells him the fan into flame, the giftedness that has been entrusted in you. He uses that idea uh, all the way through here, that there's something that was uh, set before him, set within him, committed to him, entrusted to him, given to him. And he said, you are to do these and entrust these truths to faithful men. Oh, me. This is where we sort of mess up within the body of Christ among many places, okay? But we just don't see what it says right here. We don't pay attention. Too often we're trying to entrust these things, the things that Paul had taught in the presence of many witnesses. We try to trust these to men who are not faithful. They may not be men of the faith to start with. In other words, they're not saved. They can be very religious, Okay, they can play the role, they can look and try to act the part and everything, but they're simply not saved. And so they're not men of the faith. So they're not faithful men. He says, entrust these truths to faithful men. And then there's the other understanding that we probably associate more closely to it. And that is a man who does believe and then lives out that life of belief. He is faithful to follow through with what he professes to believe. He's saying, don't waste your time and don't waste the preciousness of these things that I've entrusted to you. Don't entrust them to somebody who is not faithful. Well, why is that? Well, to start with, you're casting your pearls before swine. Yeah, that's, that's how the scripture describes such. Okay, But then there's also the thing that someone who's unfaithful with it may take these things and turn around and use them in an unfaithful kind of way and pervert the truth of these things. Pervert the truth of the gospel. Pervert the truth of what we'll see later on in Titus of the same repeated phrase, sound doctrine, sound teaching. And that's what he's speaking of right here. He says, entrust these things to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. <coughs> now, a lot of times people get really distracted by that. They say, well, I guess I'm not, a, that, that counts me out because I can't teach, I can't teach. And they start freaking out and all this kind of stuff. And that is totally incorrect. Everybody teaches in some form or fashion. All it means is that you're just communicating the truth, the truth of sound doctrine, the truth of the Lord to somebody. It doesn't mean that you're standing up behind a lectern in a Sunday school class or a Bible study. It doesn't mean that you're standing behind a pulpit. Okay? It doesn't mean any of that. What it does mean is that the truth that you know, that you're faithful in that, and you're imparting that truth to others. And so it may be something that you just may say uh, to a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old just to guide them and instruct them. Everybody teaches in one way or another, okay? Everybody does. And so it's really by our deeds that we know what we believe. And so that's what he's saying to him. He's saying, Timothy, I want you to do something right here. You need to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I believe because what we see some things right here, uh, 
Timothy has some physical problems. Uh, Paul tells him, don't drink as much water, but drink a little wine for your stomach now. Uh, some people were coming against Timothy because Paul said, uh, don't let them look down upon your youth. Okay. And uh, Timothy had been told forthright by Paul in the first letter and the second letter to deal with these people that were teaching false things, okay? to deal with them, particularly those of the circumcision, those who were of the Jewish background, who were saying that you had to be a Jew first and adhere to the law, and then you could be a believer. He was telling him to deal with these things, to correct these, po- these folks. And, you know, this is a tough thing to do. He's telling him, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And then he says, you know what? By the way, you're not alone. What you need to do is you need to take these truths that I've taught you and that you're teaching them, and you need to entrust these truths to faithful men who will also be able to teach others too. In other words, Timothy, it's not all on your shoulders. One of our primary callings is those that have the gift of teaching or those that are in leadership roles is to what it says in Ephesians 4, equip the saints for the work of the service of the kingdom. And that's what he was calling Timothy to do right there. Well, my time's up. Again, I'm Dale, and I thank you so much. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.